0: Alright, good morning. Good morning. There it is. Good morning. (laughs) Okay, good. Alright, we'll we'll just move forward from here and let me uh, repeat some stuff for the listener, because the listener wasn't aware that we uh, were... We're
1: now Jonathan and Jason.
0: uh Uh-huh. We've we've decided to retroactively implement uh, pseudonyms for privacy purposes. Um... You were worried about the amount of times we were referring to each other uh in using our uh, our given Christian names um
1: you used my middle name
0: I did I used your middle name um so we're going to go ahead and uh institute pseudonyms um Jonathan and Jason and I believe what you had said is that it's going to be up to the listener uh to decide who Jonathan is and who Jason is correct okay. I see, yeah, this seems like it'll um, take care of this fine, and I'll go ahead and uh, go back and scrub our names from all previous episodes of the podcast, and um, or, or maybe no, you know, I'll just I'll upload new variants where I just where I just dub over our names. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have AI for that now, so just put them on it.
0: Oh, is it like the plugin I can get for my browser that replaces the word millennials with the word lizard people? Have you seen that Yeah, one? I mean,
1: okay. if that's your preferred version, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, basically that. It makes all those articles about avocado toast much more entertaining.
1: Hey, that's not bad, though.
0: What, avocado toast or lizard people?
1: Avocado toast, I'm very anti-lizard people.
0: Okay. You're- In the sense
1: of actual lizard people. Uh, millennials are fine.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if we didn't have lizard people who would run the government, <laughs> that's my question. Um...
1: It's not going to run itself.
0: Mm-mm. No, uh, you got to you got to get make sure that shapeshifters uh, get their due. Did you know that? Like, uh, you know, we have mm, boy. I see this weird fork in the road, and one side of the fork is me talking about how I used to read like Alex Jones freaking out about lizard people for kicks and giggles like fifteen years ago, and on the other fork is me asking you why your wife posted a photo of avocado toast with chocolate chips on it recently. Uh,
1: (laughs) Why? I'm not necessarily going to be able to give you a why on
0: anything. uh, Yeah, well, mm, okay.
1: Well, related to my wife, at least. Um, Okay, so avocado toast, chocolate chips.
0: Yeah. Just like... Just packed on there.
1: Kid life, I guess. I mean... It's not a regular occurrence, but you just lead yourself into these situations where uh, kids just sort of put you in places you never imagined you would be, and then you just sort of step back and look at the insanity of it all and then say, hey, this is happening.
0: So, hmm, I I require more. Uh, Was it the kid's idea? Uh, Is this the only way? Was it kind of like uh, putting ketchup on... You know whatever dinner is to make sure the kid eats it is this how your how your wife gets the kids to eat avocado toast? Is this like a one off like goofy thing? was the kid like you know it would be crazy avocado toast and chocolate chips and your wife's like time to appeal to a kid's sense of wonder and whimsy <laughs> it's it's chocolate avocado time like- it is not a
1: regular thing um it's more like a Let's be creative and uh, keep the kids interested. My kids like avocados, they like a lot of variety of things. Okay. Uh, But sometimes, you know, you just got to keep it interesting. I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) I'm assuming that it was to (laughs) engage
0: with my youngest Jules. Hey. As long as the, you're not having to, like, spread avocado on a bathroom floor to get one of your kids to eat it, I think. Anything no, similar. I
1: mean, that would have been a – I keep that one in my back pocket.
0: Yeah, I kind of mm, – I mean, if you polish up that floor, maybe, maybe like, put a ring around it like it's a little plate. I feel like this is a mean uh, joke that I'm making. But then again, your kid licking a jet black. I'm not the influenza. one licking the floor. I yeah, mean, it's true. It's not. It, I'm not out. I'm not personally criticizing you. And your child isn't listening to the podcast, it, so I think it, we're. It good. occurred to
1: me. I heard the other day somebody used the phrase "window liquor." Yeah. To refer to the, someone of
0: below average intelligence. It's a Richard D. James album. Wow. Well, AFX Apex, Apex Twin song.
1: Oh, it okay. I do recognize that. Yeah, I'm just I'm always ready to not know your music references, <laughs> and that's not that's more of an indictment on my own lack of knowledge. Um, yeah. So somebody said it, and which I'm not sure people still use that phrase. It's a little bit like calling someone retarded which is also no longer in vogue. Well, And um. anyway, it occurred to me that my middle son may very well be, I'll say, our most intelligent child in the traditional sense and objectively intelligent before there's any jokes about my family being below average intelligence on the whole.
0: I didn't say anything
1: so maybe window lickers just longed to be in a world where people understood more fully what was going on in the universe and so they just opted out
0: i i mean i i find this a difficult subject to like riff on because that's you're describing like to some degree the autism spectrum uh you know like, uh, But, I mean, on a lighter note, like, yeah, kids uh, kids will fold into their own sort of, uh, sort of, they'll fold into their own heads sometimes, at least some kids will, uh, in certain ways. Like, whether it's licking the floor, or if you're my son, <laughs> incessantly tapping on things and making hissing sounds. I forgot, I don't know if I told you that he's gone from the, the tip-taps to tip-taps plus hissing. Um. So, uh, well, he'll be. I'm not
1: sure if you did tell me.
0: I've told you about the tip taps, right? The, yes, okay. definitely.
1: So the, you're just describing the next transition into the yeah lizard person model.
0: Oh man. Well, at least I know he'll have a good, strong political career ahead of him. <laughs> um, but he'll he'll it's it's more of like it's really uh it's like a uh, it's pinball sounds or whatever, right? It's like. Pss, the but really when you're across the entire apartment the part that carries <laughs> is the pssst. so now instead of us being able to be you know is go say go go to your room for a few minutes you know if you are feeling really charged up and getting frustrated with us to tell you to calm down he'll you know he'll go to his room and we'll still <laughs> we'll still hear the hissing sort of uh segment of the of the tip tapping uh, repertoire. Um, now
1: that sound, those sounds are reminiscent of sound effects, a lot of boys make while doing activities. Yeah, it, and I'm even guilty of it to this day, like drawing, <laughs> playing with toys. Certainly, even drawing where you just sort of make noises. To go along with... I don't know what that instinct is. And I say boys, because I'm fairly confident that it is much more prevalent in boys. But that's just... I I remember doing that.
0: I've never in my life made a sound effect while I was drawing a thing. <laughs> so, you know, everybody might approach well, that Well, usually it's
1: referring... It's usually when you're drawing something that somebody else is looking at, like part of a thing.
0: Well... I won't go into it, but <laughs> uh, I I would have been uh, candidate one for pew 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 sounds as I drew pages and pages of two D battlegrounds uh, of, of of little stickmen uh, fighting. Did
1: you were you on that? Did
0: oh yeah, you got me on the two D battlegrounds oh, okay. thing um, early I think we did t- on. Yeah, yeah, it was like a um, church bulletin thing. You could draw... Oh, yeah. You draw one wavy line down the down the long side of a church bulletin, and then it becomes like... I mean, in retrospect, this was also like on top of Desert Storm. So it immediately becomes like a little like a sand dune uh, battleground. And then you're just drawing stickmen and tanks, and then you're filling in the top with planes. Uh and eventually, so I used to fill up a notebook with those, and eventually I got to the point where they were more about, like, a specific storyline than just, like, random tanks and and mans. And, it
1: was a graphic novel.
0: No, well, it was more like a single-panel gag of, like, this plane is flying in, but there's another plane on the other side, and that plane has a huge bomb, and that plane had better look out or whatever you know
1: oh, i'd do it before i I'd, I'd usually do two panels I see before and after, and it 's exactly what you 're saying. There was the setup, and then there was references to what had happened in the aftermath i mean looking back on it it's, it's fairly gruesome it's piles of dead stick bodies. Oof.
0: Yeah, it was a that there was a, um, and I was probably around Archer's age. I would have, we maybe a little older, probably like eight or nine. Um, but like, yeah, he, uh, nope he he draws he draws pinball tables, um, not not and, war.
1: And thinking about it. No one would be able to hear me across the house making drawing sounds, especially if it was just me. It's more like that sub-audible imitation of whatever you're drawing, especially if it's a gun or something.
0: Or sure, you like, mumbling I'm, something.
1: <clears throat> nowadays, my sounds are more in the nature of, just for example, let's just go with, like, a zoop or boop, 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 like descriptive of something i'm really trying to get across it's the equivalent of using your hands and wildly gesticulating to get your point across then you add sound effects uh as a kid it was probably more uh you know crashing bomb sounds and such
0: now your verbal gesticulation as uh of your zoops and your boot boops uh this is to for the benefit of whatever child you're drawing a a thing for, right? Uh you're not like alone in a room Jupin. I mean you can be. I just um
1: I'm just gonna go with the first thing you said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um awesome. Uh have you have we talked about the YouTube drawing videos? No. Um this is this is I I feel like um it's it's about the most wholesome thing you can find on YouTube these days other than like 60s videos of the Beatles or something and uh it's it's uh I don't remember I'll send you the specific channel but there's a lot of drawing for kids stuff on YouTube and the channel we we watch uh is like shot down onto the piece of paper uh two pieces of paper as the uh, this dad and his son both draw something at the same time so you get like the uh, the dad walking you through, they're drawing with like Sharpies and the dad walking you through the drawing. And at the same time, his son is doing like a, you know, about the quality drawing you would expect out of like a 10 year old or whatever. Um, and it's great. Uh, we It's all like uncut and stuff. So you can sit there and, and do it at their speed. Um, I'm looking over at Archer's desk where we hung up his, his BB-8 and his Kirby. That he did. They're very good. And they're actually it's actually extremely entertaining for adults as well. I'm not, like, uh, personally punctuating it with Boop Boops and jupes, But um, I've found it to be a, a wonderful family activity. Uh, so I highly recommend that for your kids. Although it sounds like one of your kids may be more into, like, eating the drawing than the rest. But it's worth a shot, maybe.
1: <laughs> I, I feel Liam is being drastically under... Um uh misrepresented? Underrepresented? Because it is true that he likes to put his mouth on random surfaces. Uh
0: he would <laughs> look we're building he a cast of characters like here. He's eating guy, alright? He's eating guy <laughs> He's, for five he, he seasons. Got- <laughs> and then season six we'll go ahead and like throw a plot twist in there. We'll get him hooked up with somebody else. We'll we'll uh re- rejigger the system. But until ratings start dipping Uh, eating guys performing very strongly with the uh the two to five demo Um, okay
1: well when we get in a pinch we're gonna make eating guys transition into drawing guy okay which is going to be dramatic and take several episode arc uh if ratings are high enough we'll make it a whole season because i don't want to come up with a whole new season of actual content
0: i mean there's spinoff potential all sorts of stuff okay one episode, William just holds up a piece of paper that says, I just want to feel, and there's another paper, piece of paper, and he says, with my mouth. No? We're going we're gonna to put that in front of a focus group. <laughs> okay, you're right. I probably need some outside, <laughs> <an> outside <laughs> opinions there. I could go really wrong. Um, well, I'll look that up. Yeah, anyway, I, I think you guys might really enjoy the YouTube drawing. Because um, we certainly do. We've drawn. Excellent. We've drawn uh, SpongeBob. We've drawn Kirby. We've drawn. Uh, Archer went and found one on on uh, Father's Day. He drew me a uh, cartoon like number one dad trophy. So that's up. I'm um, looking at that across the room right now. That was pretty pretty sweet. Um, hmm.
1: Yeah, I've noticed over the years that. I'm sure somebody else has figured this out, but it appears that people's drawing skills tend to lock in at certain levels. I hesitate to say fossilize uh, because I've never seen how concerted effort can change it. But it's like handwriting. You just notice that people just sort of draw a certain way after a certain point in their life, and it just stays that way. So have you noticed an improvement of your drawing or have you not been participating
0: i know i've been participating i i i find it um my issue with drawing is that i'm incredibly impatient uh and i i my brain ends up making too much of a value proposition out of like the uh sort of roi of a drawing um so for me uh they aren't that long and it's a cartoon so it helps me uh sort of be precise with my lines because otherwise i'm the kind of person who would prefer to have a pencil and kind of scribble out the general shape of something i basically want a minimum viable drawing most of the time like like (laughs) you get it right all right cool now we don't have to do this anymore and i'll you know move on to something else so i'm not there to like this isn't like a shading practice or anything like all of the things that I find kind of frustrating about drawing. This is a, like a cartoon line drawing with a Sharpie. Um, and it is cool. Like you get to the end and, and you've, the thing about drawing is, is too, is that you, uh, you're, you're, I mean, there's a definite like correlation between like time spent on a drawing and the quality of the drawing. So you spend, 10 or 15 minutes, very patiently drawing out a a, 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 line work on a, um, you know, R2D2 or whatever, and you get to the end and now you can, you, you can either be done or you can color in the blue parts. Then after that, all of a sudden you can shade that. And it's kind of fun because you have a decent drawing that you took the time to make, right? Like it's, it's this like steps in the process. Um, so I found that good. Um, I haven't been like framing my drawings or anything, but I have had a good time.
1: Well, I wouldn't turn down a world's number one podcast mate. Sort of drawing of any sort. I mean, okay. frame not. Fr- I'm not gonna be picky about it. I'll check. I'll check the saying. channel
0: and see if that dad and his kid is, have done one. If so, I'll copy it. Um,
1: <laughs> uh oh, I've see. I see a side effect here. <laughs> I, I just you're, sent, you're abdicating all of your creative instinct and ability to this channel now.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just sent you a photo of. Did you get that photo? Uh, uh, I, I did. Okay. There's that's Archer's Kirby, angry Kirby, and his uh, his BB8. I was yeah quite impressed. Not bad
1: and highly recognizable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's good
0: stuff. Boy, that's some all that's right. some wholesome podcast content. I, yeah. I went into the today thinking, all right, Brock has to leave right after eight. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Maybe we should just freak out for, for an hour. <laughs> and I'm very proud of us that we have gone this far into the podcast and not freaked out.
1: Wait. Uh, uh, specifically about anything or a- just like lose it?
0: <laughs> well, uh, specific, I, I feel like the last week... And change, uh, or you know, the last twenty-four hours have been, um, from a like a a uh, current event standpoint, outrageous uh, by any standard. Uh, and we're less than twenty-four hours out from uh, the the president's meeting with with uh, President of Russia and uh, Germany class apparently Germany classifying us as an adversary for the first time since 1945. And- well,
1: I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's not in the same vein as their last usage of adversary, but uh, I think they're trying to,
0: we're splitting some hairs there that I'm they're not trying to get leverage yeah. where
1: possible because they feel powerless compared to the situation. basically, oh. If you're not a mega power um, by size and economy like the U.S., and you're not willing to be a inhumane bully like Russia, sorry uh, to generalize here, oh, Russian no, it's, government, it's it's fine with me. Um, you're in sort of a bad spot. <laughs> uh, uh, as far as influence goes, right. So, yeah, so you know me I, yeah. I i'm I'm very ready to understand at least what tactic could be taken from a situation, even if I don't necessarily currently think it's the best course of action mm. um, but and so correspondingly, though I think a lot of things that have been going on. Uh, U.S. politically are ridiculous or um, concerning or polarizing. It stopped really moving the dial all the time, as they say. But this time I was, I think, literally uh, su- surprised. Like, And it did move it a little bit for me because I think it really clarified that, and I'll just give this and you can respond, that there was this feeling that people were going with Trump's methods and tactics, and they were seeing what they could get out of them and where they did work. Um, Because, make no mistake, being unpredictable and hardline and this and that on a lot of issues— actually can have results ends justifying means is another question but the idea is that you can get results with these different approaches right um it, some might be very risky some can solve problems you couldn't otherwise and i think it would be wrong to not admit that however um at some point you just start to really realize that He's. it's either the most brilliant tactician of all time or it's exactly what it looks like, which is that it is about a single man. And often people can ride on that and get things that they want, but there is no anything going on inside uh, Donald Trump's head other than how is this making me look? How am I uh, affected by this? And what does it mean to me? And politicians generally are selfish in a way. But I don't see this kind of distilled selfishness in my like day-to-day life. And the stakes are really low <laughs> when you're trying to see who gets the last bag of salt and vinegar Lays out of the vending machine. Right. I've seen people be a lot more gracious than whatever insanity he's dropping about. I mean, really, though. Uh, would you agree? It, it's just clearly just about that person in his mind.
0: Yeah, I think that, and mm, I, I'm, I feel very. Uh, I, I don't want to. I want to move into a space where we are we are uh, kind of addressing those issues. I want to get out in front and saying like I am was like. like anti was if there's a way to be like like retroactively so unsurprised that i was retroactively not surprised by anything else like it started like removing the uh this like uh, element of surprise from the rest of my life for the last two weeks because i've been so unsurprised it actually messed with the space-time continuum of my emotions and removed the concept of surprise from me for for a while, like
1: I believe you're saying you became jaded
0: I was jaded i was already I was already coming into this, but basically um i I have never espoused the uh the maybe he is um well here's the the variety of things people use to say that maybe he wasn't what he is. Uh, well, around the election, there was the maybe he's playing four-dimensional chess stuff. There was the maybe he's uh not interested in being president. He just wants the title, so he's gonna get the um nomination and then just like peace out to Mar-a-Lago stuff. Like there was a there was a lot of those are the two main ones, right? It was it was either he's an actual super business genius, and we just haven't seen it yet. Or there was the, oh, he's going to be like a laissez-faire sort of um, president who just wanted the, like, recognition or whatever. Um, And what we got was this, which is he's a um, like a simpleton who has been putting his name on buildings in exchange for uh, being the world's biggest pushover with his money for the last, like, 40 years like his entire business is this actually kind of small shitty uh like like brand farming out system uh where he he, you know what i mean like this is right i
1: mean i would say uh, i would i would go so far to say he's a simpleton i would say that he has misapplied talents that he has to a very unproductive end and that his business is can't, can canon have succeeded in ways, but not in ways that ever intended them to be anything more than uh, a way to make money at in whatever way possible? It's sort of like the essence of the valueless pursuit of uh, happiness in his case, which is wealth, power, and recognition. Right. Well, and that I think is. Mm-hmm one of the worst sins that is not always obvious that, that agreement that I don't care if it has value for any other reason than
0: to make me personally happy. I'd be with you except that he also doesn't make money. Like he's, he's like,
1: well, that's to say that you want to split hairs about how the businesses are run. The fact is that he, he is able to maintain a wealthy lifestyle in our economy, that doesn't mean that you're not massively in debt or you bankrupt yourself over and over again. Sure. But it just reinforces my point, which is that it, it's a it's a strong indictment against someone who would accept that way of life because it gets him ahead.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, uh, the... What I mean by Simpleton – I'm going to stand behind Simpleton to a certain degree, although I guess like (laughs) arguing over his – Like
1: like not unable to be intelligent, but unwilling to be a broad – minded person. Well, in any it, it, sense.
0: I read an Anthony Bourdain recent, uh, interview yesterday where he was like, uh, why are all the blue collar, you know, and he had, he pointed out some reasons, but he also on some level was confused as to why a bunch of blue collar people would vote for somebody who'd never changed a tire in their life. And I started thinking about all the other things that that um, Donald Trump has not ever done in his life. And uh, it's a very long list. And no matter what, like your You know, uh, there are certain things that you don't do by default uh, and there are certain things that you will forget to do over time, whether it's like emotionally or mentally or physically, because you don't need to do them. And so he strikes me as someone who has not needed to um, suffer any sort of social repercussion for anything in a very long time. And so the eventual result, like, just like you said, the, um, the guy at the chip machine or like, like a a waiter who's a jerk or something like there's all sorts of places in your life where you can be a jerk, but you run the risk of risk of some certain social repercussion. Um, right. And you, you could on one hand say that like a very rich person, the stakes are very high. And that's sort of true unless you've been doing it for so long with no repercussions. um, to where, like you literally can, uh, just pulling out a random example, like walk in front of and past the literal queen of England, uh, completely oblivious to her being ninety two or whatever, tottering behind you. Like, is the, is he a? Uh, is his brain slowly turning into a hard boiled egg? And he is like, he is. Is he falling <laughs> he, apart in front of our that's eyes? A-
1: That's a good question. That's a good example. I think this is what I'm saying, which is that him doing that with the queen is not him unable to understand protocol, but his absolute refusal to care about protocol that he doesn't think will
0: affect him. Right. And like that, that's, and that sort of behavior. So like, yeah, he's, he's probably on some level is physically capable of understanding that the queen Should like maybe be respected a a touch, what with being the queen. Well,
1: they have their ways. Right. It's not like it's harming you to
0: do that. But he, he, but his, 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 uh, that muscle, the one that, that all of us have to a certain degree of like, uh, being aware, if nothing else, being aware, not necessarily from an empathetic place, but just from a, this is going to be a negative like they're going to be negative repercussions socially. If I don't go along with X thing for a Mm -hmm. second, that thing is so atrophied in that dude that like in in, for some people, I guess it doesn't exist or whatever. And you could psychologically classify those people as sociopaths or whatever. But if there's such a thing as like a sociopath via laziness and privilege, I think that's kind of where we're at. Like effectively at the end of the day, there are a lot, there are a bunch of reasons that someone would behave the way he behaves, and they're all bad. Um, yeah, they range from yeah. incidental to purposeful on the
1: not great to bad. Right, scale.
0: they're grotesque across the board. Um, so, like, I I think he's a. I don't th- I don't I have no idea if he's going senile or not, but I know that, it, and it's very like clear to see that there is he has not had to answer to anyone for the way he's acted perhaps in his entire life, but especially not in the last like few decades um, with, you know, other, other than the people he owes money to. Uh.
1: I heard he was more popular amongst Republicans than George Bush after nine eleven. That I, well, I mean, I truly was taken aback by that. And again, I'm not saying that, He's not effective or that I've Thought everything he Has everything that has Happened because of his presidency Is bad I mean there's objectively uh, Good Certain good things that have improved Since he's been president as far as Traditional uh, Economic and government Metrics right but like I really always Was cynical about how people tend to shift what they think to realign with the moving um, groups they identify with, right? So political parties is the most obvious version of that. Right. And it tends to move more quickly. Uh, Vice religion, which tends to move more slowly, but people do tend to pull with whatever group that they've associated with. So anyway, I've always been cynical about that, especially having – been one of those people more strongly in the past right and i really didn't think it would i didn't think we had the capability to so drastically shift our minds about things because of that effect of wanting to maintain a presence in that uh group that you identify with yeah i, I really i knew it was there but i'm uh, worried that it was so much stronger than I thought that I can't predict the future in any way. I can't rule out anything. And you can argue that things are okay now from a certain viewpoint, but what I've seen, the ability of people to shift their very positions on things and be like, Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a fine way to approach this being so drastically different than what they espoused as an absolute ideal beforehand. Uh, is so much greater than I thought that I just can't predict where people would stop really.
0: Yeah. And like the, the overwhelming support among like conservative Christians is I'm, I'm needing that too. Well, that's with a K I definitely don't need it. Um, I I'm thinking about that a lot. I've, Want to? I, I have my Summit notebook. I I am coming at it from this mindset of that's the notebook from the summer camp I went to. Oh, listeners, uh, that's a. I I don't want to go into that book and just dunk on it randomly. I'm going to like look at it and consider it, and we will have an episode where we go through it. But like my i i think i have a, a few different reasons because i feel like i can put myself in the shoes of someone on the other side of this shit show really easily um because i know all of those things uh it feels like because i don't feel like they have those things have changed in a long time um this is sort of the this is the platform that things have been on uh for a while Um, Like the overloading the Supreme Court to reverse Roe versus Wade, for example, has absolutely been an explicit goal of uh, the like of what I I was raised with that being like the political goal long term of the Republican Party for forever. Right. Um, So I, I think that there are a few different ways to look at not to it's really hard to not like broaden this outside the scope of like just Donald Trump into the like problems with the entire party. Um, but if we try to put it just on Trump, I think that you've got a few main things that make it okay for, or make it feel okay for, um, uh, you know, the 81% of white Christian males to support him or some, whatever the gaudy number it is. Um, number one, is it's this idea of fighting fire with fire. It's the fact that you've been grown up, you've grown up your whole entire life and everyone being like Congress, pff, those buffoons, like everyone being very down on all of the government. And all of the bureaucracy and they're all just fat cats up there in Washington. And like this entire mindset that like all those people are terrible means that if you get your own terrible guy and he's like, what's up, I'm a terrible guy (laughs) and I'm but I'm your terrible guy. Let's do this. You're like, hell yeah, terrible guy to the rescue. Like, I absolutely think that it's easy to uh, um, to downplay a lot of his terribleness because you've convinced yourself that they're all terrible um there's that there is the kind of like a naughty slash rock and roll thing that i think is in a lot of people's in the back of a lot of people's minds where it's a guy they kind of like it even if the guy is not like nuanced about it it's the guy who's willing to like bulldoze into any room and lock uh, and knock over the chairs and stuff like he's he's not there's a lot of things that he comes across as and uh, weak is not one of them, even though I think like, and he's immensely weak and one of the smallest men in the world because he's of the way he behaves. But like, you know, on the surface, like when he, mm-hmm. when he was debating, uh whatever, like nine little mincing, like all, every single other Republican in that. Remember that like total chaos debate? You know what I'm talking about? It was like him and literally nine started- other people.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it remember. was
0: him and uh Ben Carson who like was lucky to find the right stage. And like, I don't, I'm all right. Let me back up. I don't want to just like cheap shot everybody. Although I think he's a moron. Um, But like it was him and Rubio and Ben Carson and all of these other people. And all he did was like, uh, again, with the, like the invulnerability that comes with the, like uh, the unwillingness or the inability to see social boundaries. He w- he said stuff that no one else would say, right? And and it's not like he was brave about it. He just like was the only person who would get up there and like make fun of somebody. <laughs> and like on some level, that that dude is like the um he's the guy in your grade school that everyone like th- is like at least intimidated by, right? Like he might be the biggest dumbest kid, mm-hmm. but he's also like the loudest kid, and he's also the kid that's saying things that no other kid is gonna say you know
1: right i think you're actually uh, you're saying a reason why he legitimately is appealing yeah which is that as as much as um <laughs> as crazy as the methods might be there's certain things that we get really frustrated about having to work within a system that people can abuse while hiding behind the idea of civility right Okay. And so we, we have this, we get into this situation where people are completely ineffective, but they're saying it's because they're trying to work within the system and the, and the bounds of civilization and civility and all that. And it, it's, it's really just an excuse to not try to get anything done and to just like hang around till your time's over. Right. And so somebody just knocking through that is very desirable. It can
0: feel like progress. Not, yeah.
1: Well, it well, it does have real effects that I think can long-term be good, but not because of themselves. Right. You know, like the the bully got a bad teacher fired. Right. by creating a incident, you know, I think we can just sum it up to ends don't justify the means, but that doesn't mean that ends or uh, means don't create ends. Do you follow me on that?
0: Yeah. And, and um yeah, I look at it and, and like, sure there are, you know, bureaucracy is very frustrating. It's, it's, you know, the government is not the place where things happen overnight pretty much. So like, and he does, and he, 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 he does try to do, you know, he'll, he's, written a zillion executive orders and some of them literally do nothing. Like one of them created a day. I think like early on, remember he'd had like a patriotism day or something like he tries to do these. Oh, it's out there. He tries to do these, um, these like sweeping things because, and that probably feels good to people who are, who like don't want to deal with like the, the reality of the, like the slow gears of government or whatever. Um, and, well, what am I trying to say? So like he, yeah, that, that feels like progress. And also like, yeah, you describe well, a lot of people are just there to, um, vote party line and, and like live out, try to like live out what is a, effect, effectively a pretty short career, unless you can stick around and get reelected a bunch of times. Um, or like move up to getting elected a different position or whatever, I guess you could ballot and become a lawyer. I actually don't know what happens eventually, you know, post start a racist Twitter account after you get out of office, something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, it feels like, uh, you know, th- those, some of those rules are good and, and um, it can be sort of indistinguishable. You know, the guy f- trying to follow the ethical rules of um of of office or whatever is um unless there is something that like bubbles up and makes it into the news or something kind of indistinguishable from a guy just laying low until his term is over or whatever um and so like and, and i feel like there a bunch of there are all these like ethical groups and stuff and they're all denouncing uh trump all the time right like there's a there's uh there what am i trying to say the the um i don't know any in any particular but you'll see these head, headlines of whatever ethics uh watchdog like com- yeah. committee and things like that or like did he violate the um the so-and-so the clause the um and at the very end of this news article you'll read that there's no like this isn't a law right it's like an ethical <laughs> guideline and the ultimate result of it is going to be like the Congress writes a sternly worded letter to the White House because none of these things were set up with, like, uh, you know, uh, penalties, really. They were just set up as, like, uh, as uh, deterrence.
1: Yeah, we start to realize, well, if you don't care, I mean, I guess we really didn't. Yeah. Think that you wouldn't care about that. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, <laughs> like, well, you're
0: grounded. A lot of this stuff was set up with the social construct of a. Where do I go? Yeah. It, it was set up with the social construct of a politician being very sensitive to public opinion and being very sensitive to the opinion of his peers and stuff like that. Um, so. Yeah, but a politician only has to be
1: sensitive to the public opinion of a certain majority or group, right? which he has. I mean, you know, he said it yeah. amazingly in his campaign, which was I could go shoot somebody outside and they'd still vote for me. I get it. He wasn't literally saying he was going to murder somebody, but the point he was making was actually
0: true in its way, mm-hmm. and it just is. Yeah. And that, um, and I think that, uh, like, I, to go back to my like list of ways that I think people feel good, feel like okay about it. That I think that in in people's inner monologue, I don't know that that many people would talk about it, but I think that there is something satisfying to people that they are, you know, a little bit rebellious, right? It feels a little bit like, like I a, like a rock and roll or naughty to be like, yeah, I'm gonna support this this like this guy who's just there to watch watch it burn like the he's just you know uh, and i think that that like uh you know you you get out a little yeah, bit you of get frustration disillusioned.
1: yeah I-, I totally felt that feel that yeah. um you have this feeling of something great and terrible might happen and there's a slight undercurrent of relief somewhere inside you where you're like at least things will be different now you just feel a release from that frustration of being unable to change the things that are frustrating about the way
0: uh, everything works Right, and and all of this stuff is piled on top of so much baggage if you are you know if your only news sources is Fox News or whatever like you've got you've had eight years of fear that, uh, of like, uh, you know, of being told how disastrous the Obama presidency was. And, uh, if you're my, um, but if you're my stepdad, uh, in law, you're, you, you thought genuinely that you would have to be hiding your guns in the ground. And also that gas would go up to $10 a gallon when he became president and you feel like you dodged a bullet, like, you know so you 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 like just made it out of there alive according to the narrative of that stuff and so you you're like finally a chance to to change and you know ugh. so it, yeah it's change for change's sake it's it's the uh it's the and, and oh so my third one is um why i think the stormy daniel stuff doesn't matter at all uh period as much as it you know, makes news and then causes you know, a certain, you know, the left wing folks to go on Twitter and be like, I see about this. Will this change your mind? And it's, I, I'm not sure what will change everyone's mind. I'm with you on that. Um, but I think very specifically that won't because, uh, sleeping with a porn star is a super duper alpha male thing to do. So, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to like prove that he slept no, with a porn uh, the star? You know thing what I mean? There,
1: the only thing there is, um you know the whole campaign contribution thing which i don't know that that i don't would think stick, people care about that I, yeah the moment i heard it i thought i it didn't take me a second i thought exactly the same thing as you did i said this may make him more popular yeah i i'm not sure why we're freaking out about this like period have you not seen the pattern yet
0: yeah he's a he's the t- literal tackiest man alive he likes gold toilets he's a freaking cartoon character of a alpha but the, male
1: the question remains how is it not off-putting the people who would who had built up years of saying that uh morality
0: is important i've got two reasons for you uh number one oh, oh wait let me write down both before i start talking before i'm going to forget um let's see uh, da, 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 da. oh i've already forgotten the segment all right i'm going to just go with the first one the first one is that i that after that you are coming from if you're a, like a strong conservative christian you're coming from like uh, you say you're around my age because that's a good perspective that I have. You're coming from a like a childhood of <laughs> of like the, the name Clinton and the name Kennedy, both like meaning like just being shorthand for the worst, which is why I think that Clinton, Hillary had no chance of winning because I that her name is just ad- absolute poison among like a lot. Of I voters, will. You know? I would
1: go ahead and argue that she. Deserves that title more than the two people you mentioned previously.
0: Uh, Wait, what were the two people I mentioned previously? Clinton and Kennedy. I just meant the surname Clinton in general, like the the family, like uh, all of it. Oh, Um, I was taking it to mean Bill. Okay. Oh yeah, I I mean, uh, frankly, I was not that old when Bill Clinton was president. I have not. I I don't have a lot of of context of of, um, you know one way or the other. I, I grew up. You know. Anyway, point being. Uh, you've, you've lived in the narrative that, um, this stuff is like that, that, that Washington is secular, that all, there's this clear Christian secular divide, um, that, uh, that the bands like smashing Pump- well, to list the bands literally from the summit notebook, smashing pumpkins and Marilyn Manson and nine inch nails, they're all nihilists they're all lost and and helpless and and hopeless and that the world is hopeless um and that society without god is hopeless and um you've you've there's this very clear divide set up um to where i feel like there is not if you are using like trump as an avatar of just like you're sending a a representative that is like he's representing your interests but he is uh, basically, like a spy in an enemy camp kind of thing, like i don't think that any sort of any bit of trump's behavior is relevant because he is there for your interests like the these because you're seeing the um where you're sending him as being so evil and and lost you know what i mean that that the uh that at no point are you going to be like, Oh, never mind, like the guy we we chose for this is um is, is too, too evil. Whoops. (laughs) Like I think that they went into it with the mindset that this guy is, is, uh, is evil and is as evil, right? It's just, it's like what I said earlier. It's like the fight fire with fire kind of thing.
1: Right. So the response is that he's representing Christian interests explicitly more than another candidate would. I guess the problem I have with that is not that you couldn't say that's true objectively, but that that is a, that's a complete shift from your previous, um, way of framing why someone would or wouldn't be a good leader. And so I would say that you need to explain to me, um, why you were wrong previously mm. or that you weren't and somehow i didn't understand you and furthermore prove to me that you're not just w- doing the thing that seems most obvious which is coming up with an explanation after the fact for whatever feels the least disruptive to
0: you well i i have a theory that no one ever actually regrets their vote ever um i think that every per- the best you're going to get out of anybody is that they did what they thought was best at the time um i
1: think that's okay as long as you then move for- move from that yeah not defend it in the present but say i did do what i thought was best at the time people evolve but i don't think that's what we're talking about
0: no and what i think that um my second point was going to be is is that um, there's a little bit of I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for this, but like the smallest possible way that this happens is like a baseball game where a pitcher like you know he throws a curveball, it's like six inches outside, and the catcher frames it just right, and he gets the strike, and he just walks off the field, you know like he's not going to be like oh thanks thanks umpire like that everyone except for you knew that was a strike and for some reason like there's literal lasers pointing at this ball and a like a square on the TV broadcast and boy you biffed that one and it'll show up in the charts later um it, but thanks like no he's going to just go with it because he got it like he he knows that he didn't get it on the up enough but he got it and it, no point later is he going to acknowledge that? That's a tiny, tiny, like a um, minute. You're talking about I'm, the win. I'm talking about the win. I'm talking about okay. you get you you uh, against what seemed like long odds. Um, you got a sort of weird, fluky win, but you know what? You got all three branches of government, and the, at no point there's no like a uh, real incentive. Like other people are like, well, what about your principles? It's like, but like i got the strikeout like i'm not my principles are like i i have no incentive to acknowledge my principles here because i have literally all these things that i wanted um the best that what a fair amount of people that i knew were hoping for was that he would resign and let pence take over because pence is like uh you know d- dream uh christian conservative right. guy um, yeah and like but those people are assuming that the Republican Party is actually representing Christianity instead of leveraging Christianity as an incredibly gullible and sort of predictable voting base. Um, and but again, it's sort of a uh,
1: what symbio- symbiosis. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're getting
0: something from the deal, I guess. Yeah, I mean if you can guarantee 81% from a religion for your f- political party, like shit, yeah, do it. Like if if that if the political party is like that easy to to pull over, you're going to you're going to keep that as long as possible. But but so like yeah, that's it's the um it's the like knowing that you got away with something uh sort of mindset too of like why 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 didn't why acknowledge that you got away with it like you already want it.
1: right, I, mean, I do think that that's a a thing that the um highly progressive anti trump side is botching where it's a natural i mean the the issues that people support are very different, it's not totally equivalent. But the behavior of people is surprisingly similar at both ends. And why I say that is that the highly progressive anti-Trump political groups are trying to nail him on anything, period. And so when they say that Russia interfered, they're implying that the election is illegitimate. And not only does that screw with his ego, which is the number one problem, but it also means that if he even conceded, that they wouldn't be like, oh, thanks for acknowledging that. They'd take the next step, and they'd be like, you shouldn't even be president, and we need to, you know. So in a even rational sense, if he wasn't so ego-driven, it's a situation where He has no incentive to acknowledge what they're saying because they're just going to use it to try to stab him straight through the heart. Right. And they got... I I don't know. Even if it wouldn't make a difference, you have to acknowledge that it's not going to... That's not going to solve anything either.
0: Well, he knows if... And again, I think that this is more just like a product of uh immense privilege for decades and not necessarily a product of him being like a clever man, because I think he's a, again, we'll, we'll stick with Simpleton. Uh Like, I think that he he knows that he doesn't have to meet anyone on their level if he has this leverage. Like, if he is the president, he literally can do whatever, and like and he doesn't have to, when someone's like you know, the the media is, is dumbfounded that he will like not answer questions at press conferences or like has, almost never does a public press conference. Or when he does, he'll shout down uh, the guy from CNN or whatever. It's like there's no there's no uh, external force forcing him to ever put himself in a situation where he has to answer to anything he doesn't want to. And I remember there's, there's a very like weird and scary of to me video of him on really early on, I believe it was a campaign trail thing, but he's, um, he's standing up there in like a smaller room. Um, this is an actual video. I wish I had the actual link. Um, and, uh, there was a protester or something. This was all very, it wasn't like a big, uh, you know, banners rally thing. This was like in a conference room. And he, uh, someone stood up and they started, they were clearly, you know, like there's, there's good faith questions. And then there's like somebody who's there to protest. And this guy who stood up was clearly like worked up about whatever the issue was at the time, you know? So he doesn't stand up and say, I have a question. Whoever heard of her. How about that? He says like, Mr. Trump, why did you both? you know, he immediately launches into like protest or monologue. Like I know I'm going to get kicked out in a second sort of mode. But, like, mm-hmm. Trump doesn't, like, say, now, hold on, sir, or, like, do any of the, like, performative stuff that somebody, like, in that position right. normally does. He just goes, no. And he points to this. It was, it was the only time I've seen him do this because I think it's actually, like, a real it's, – it's a real ugly move um, to me because it's, like, he just kind of shakes his head and points to the side. And then, this like, this big guy, this, like, bouncer dude just, like, takes the guy away. And I was like, that's the kind of, <laughs> like, that's the kind of dude we're dealing with. It's not someone who, like, feels like they have to, there's no social uh, right. a, Even
1: you know what I mean? Even when you're put in the position of someone um, in bad faith trying to take advantage of you, like, that's not always the case. But let's assume sometimes it is. Mm. And they're trying to waste your time and they're trying to take advantage of you. You can handle it similarly in two different ways. You can do what he does, or you can re- resp- or recognize them as a human being who isn't doing something you respect and um, ha- represent, do I treat other people like me, though I don't agree with their methods? or do i treat people as non-existent if i don't agree with their their way of being right and and i yeah. think it's so fundamental to the idea of jesus and christianity which should be agreed upon as amongst christians as the center of it that that is absolutely the the opposite of how you should be representing yourself with people Just so fundamentally that I just can't believe it's not more of a problem. And anyone listening amongst our five listeners at the maximum day. Hey,
0: you can count our spouses. It's okay.
1: Who thinks we're being unfair uh, to Trump as a person, I sincerely would ask you to sit down with me for some period of time and we'll just watch videos of him interact with other people. Yes, he has a family. Yes, he is at some level normal. If you hang out with anyone in person, you realize, okay, so they're not just an object. They are a person for all their faults or whatever. At some level, they have feelings and uh, motivations and such, right? But that's true of every single person in the world. So just sit down with me for a while. Watch a video, uh, uh, maybe unedited clips of just him talking to people, and I will listen to you defend him as a a person who is not antithetical to every belief you have about how people should treat others.
0: And uh, I think... Um, I can't decide if my viewpoint on this is darker than yours or not, but I don't think that his behavior is relevant to anybody. I don't think that uh, that voting block actually thinks that Trump needs to, or should uh, behave in a Christian manner. I think, I don't think, I think the like period where that uh, they, I don't know what happened really other than the constant metaphors of, War of of spiritual war of like cultural war um, and and the you know the fear mongering of the the dangers of Hillary and Obama and the Democratic Party and they're coming for your uh, you know your culture or whatever. I don't think I, I think that all of those things have put us in a place where people see trump as a as a as a weapon against that as like a defense like I, as a uh as a tool um well, i don't think any of those people are going to be swayed by trump's non-christianness because i don't think that he is their christian uh i don't think that he's there as a uh christian I know, representative but I, want, I want some i want he's there as a he's there as a defense against i'm
1: not going to argue the- with somebody saying he's Doing things that no other president has done to support uh, what is generally accepted as things Christians have wanted through the government. But I demand to have an explanation as to why it's not a bigger problem that he is the most unashamedly anti-Christian person ever in the public political eye i'm not saying he's the worst person that because people hide all kinds of stuff but unashamedly is true and it has a worse effect which is that it normalizes for society that behavior and that should be a much bigger problem for christians because um that they have to have that humility that they don't know if their politics and method are the perfect method to achieve what God wants Mm -hmm. or a good society. They're trying their best as we all are, but you have to admit that you know, his behavior is wrong. It's a bad example. It's normalizing it. It's making people think it's okay. And you know that that is creating a culture that you
0: do, uh, stand against i man i just want an explanation i i think that uh i had somebody very close to me tell me that they thought that trump was the second worst person up for nomination for the president um i do i think you're underestimating how bad people think obama and hillary are Um, well because when you say that trump is the most anti-christian president uh trump spoke at at uh, <laughs> he spoke at prayer breakfasts. He like met with Christian leaders. Uh, yeah,
1: no, I preface that though. I said he's the he's simultaneously the most supportive of Christian political issues, right? And I think that that's fair. Uh, that's a fair s- a statement, and also the most anti-Christian example of a person. And it 's public it 's not like well i 've heard rumors he's right. not uh, he's he's saying it's okay to be like this, and I think that maybe there's maybe you can maybe you say hey it's worth it's worth the cost, yeah, you know, with the abortion issue and such,, yep. but I want that to be part of the discussion, and it's just not it's not even it's not it, <laughs> it's not being considered as a legitimate problem that it can create in society. And that doesn't make sense.
0: Uh, It's a big problem. Well, it's the part of that is the, if you don't have to do anything, if you're winning sort of mindset of like, if, Hey, you already won this. So you can just sort of like sit back and be like, well, we'll see what happens. Cause like, there's no, no one has any incentive to uh, actually address you on that. And
1: yes, people are horrible to him. um, Just as they are to even civil people from opposing sides. Right. But unless you can find a verse in the Bible where Jesus said, don't respect people who don't respect you, (laughs) and find all the leverage you can so that you can uh, reduce their influence over you. Right. I, I don't know. It just... Inns never have justified the means, and I don't know why that's not a discussion all of a sudden.
0: I I mean, I I think all you'll end up with is—all you do end up with is either uh, justification via the concept of war, which I think a lot about. I don't know that we have enough time to get into it. I'm probably pushing you late already, but, like, the um, war as exception to sin is a weird um, through through line in the Mm -hmm. Bible uh, that I haven't thought— enough about i think um even down to like what i guess is probably legitimate which is that you know the 10 commandment uh thou shalt not kill um i was always taught is actually thou shalt not murder um which is you know a big exception in the context of war right and i think that like war is an exception or or a rationalization for behavior um is a subtext here as well um but also, there's the well, there's the both sides are badness, right? It's the like, uh, Trump was the second worst person on the ballot. It's the like, well, the you know, the belief in the Democratic Party being like fundamentally unchristian because of their social views or abortion views or whatever, right? And so, like, all you're doing is you're picking the lesser of two evils, and at that point, and especially, I'm um, like. Um yeah at that point you're, you 're there 's not really a bottom to the Republican Party because the bottom is the Democratic party you know what i mean like it's there 's not like i don 't know what the Republican party would have to do for a, a lot of that eighty one percent to consider them worse than the democratic party it 's certainly not going to hinge on one man 's behavior period like it like trump could the best that could happen is that eventually the Republican party disowns Trump, which i don 't think is going to happen um for a variety of reasons. But like, that's, that's the problem. Like we're, you're not talking about, um, a scale where there's like, uh, a threshold because the threshold is the other political party.
1: Yeah. Uh, and war, you brought up just war and murder versus killing. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a good example because it, is a thing that people have uh, struggled over for centuries, um, thousands of years, is that killing is bad, but is it ever justified? And it's a huge religious and philosophical issue that people really, uh, you know, stress over and rightfully so, I think. So what I'm saying is that I'm not drawing a conclusion about the answer. Mm. I'm saying why is there not more struggle within the Republican, the ethical Republican and explicitly Christian community of Trump supporters about whether or not to support that kind of behavior? Yeah. It's not that I'm telling a conclusion. It's saying I'm, I'm asking where is the struggle i ask, you know the, uh, where's the struggle
0: i asked the same thing um a lot uh it's frustrating like the easy sort of lazy i think on or reductive conclusion you could draw is that the thing's rotten from the core um and the the i think the more truth of the more true thing is that the struggle struggle is uh at a smaller scale um like my my brother-in-law is works with a church and he'll he would tell you I've had this conversation with him uh more or less and he would tell you that the struggle is at the at the community level it's at the um the small church level uh the problem is that stuff doesn't break the surface at all like there's um You know, if I'm glad that it's there, (laughs) but like the the scale of that struggle is not visible to me um, outside. Like if I didn't personally know him or if I don't go down to and physically walk into a neighborhood church, I do not see that struggle. Like maybe it's happening on some blogs somewhere. Maybe there are some Twitter accounts, but they are vastly drowned drowned out by the establishment, as it were. Um, So like I think your point is extremely valid. I, I think that like the it is concerning slash damning that the uh, the struggle is not at a higher level and like a larger profile. So, ugh.
1: well, I think we solved it. Yep, we did it.